Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. I always recommend that you start keeping a list of your contributions. It could be an advertiser that came to the station because of you. It could be a charity that is now involved with the station because of you. Anything that you have contributed from a revenue perspective, from a publicity perspective, let's call it a bragging list, and it should be. You've done great things, add them to the list. Now your guides through the media morphosis. Noted communications second generation broadcaster and media strategist, David Martin, and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. Heather Cohn is executive vice president of the Weiss Agency, a broadcast talent agency which represents and develops the careers of many of the industry's most successful local and syndicated talent. Heather joined the Weiss Agency directly from Greenstone Media, where she was Vice President Programming. Previously, she had served as Assistant Program Director for New York's legendary WOR. Among her many awards, she's been named Radio's Woman of the Year by Talkers Magazine and is consistently among Radio Inc.'s most influential women. Was featured on their cover last year, too. Heather also served as a judge on the Tony Awards for eight seasons, so she clearly knows talent. Brand with On Demand is proud to welcome the agent to the stars, Heather Cohn. Thank you. What an introduction. And, and I don't know that I've ever had such an introduction by a gentleman with that great a voice. Oh, tell me more about my eyes, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> what led you into talent representation? Ah, funny story. I was programming Greenstone Media, the women's radio network at the time, working with some great ladies like Edie Hilliard, Nancy Bates Dubroth, Susan Ness, uh, working with some great men who were on the board like Dave Kennedy. I'm a huge fan of his. And Gloria Steinem and Jane Fonda had started that. It was not politically motivated. It was an entertainment network, but they were the ones, they were our founders. Mm -hmm. And I attended a Dennis Miller, it was a pre-launch dinner that Westwood One was hosting. Went to the dinner, I believe it was out in LA, and I sat next to Eric Weiss. Now, in my short time in programming, I was able to negotiate with many, many agents. But for whatever reason, I did not have a chance to speak with Eric. So I knew he repped Casey Kasem and Bob Kingsley and, and, you know, some other great names. And I knew he had a really good reputation, but we never had the opportunity to work on a deal together. So we became fast friends that evening and, and talked most of the evening. And I thought, what a great guy. He invited me to come out to his office, which is still in the, it's the old Charles Lawton estate in Pacific Palisades. It's beautiful. I was bi-coastal at the time. I was living at the uh, not-so-fancy Hilton Universal Hotel every other week. And he said, look, you're, you're out here all the time. You have some family. You have some friends. But I'll introduce you to, to some of my circle and, and come and see this office. It's pretty cool. It has a great view. I show up. I meet some of his friends. We become really quick friends. And I guess a few months into our friendship, he said, look, you know, I, I know the network business. I come from the network business. Of course, he was at Westwood One as general counsel for all those years. He said, your network will run out of money at some point, unfortunately. I, I predict that you don't have that much longer to go. Sadly, he was correct. And when that happens, I'd like you to consider opening up a New York office of the Weiss Agency. And sure enough, <laughs> the mm -hmm. day that my company went under, what's funny is Eric actually said, I think you have six months to go. And it was either six months and two days or six months and three days. That's how close the prediction was. <laughs> and Eric was a phone call that I received that day. Three weeks later, I joined him. 
That's a great story. Realizing your roster is pretty committed at this point, but thinking about when you are open to accepting new talent, what separates the ones you'll seriously consider from the ones that may not quite make it? Well, you know, you're right. We, we take very few new clients at this point, and not all of our clients are talent, by the way. We work with certain technology companies or production libraries, imaging services. But for it to make sense, first of all, I, I don't like to have too many clients in the same area. Ideally, when a job is open, I don't want to put multiple people up for that same position. Uh, does it happen? Yes. Does it happen often? No. And that's another reason why we try to keep the agency a bit smaller. But I am always looking to grow in areas that I'm not very heavily saturated in, or frankly, areas that maybe I could you know, learn something new. I always love a, a, an interesting challenge. I love to learn new things every day, and, and fortunately I do. Uh, I'll give you an example. This past year, I, I signed a great sports talent who is, you know, absolutely dominant in his market. And, and that makes sense. That's somebody that I can really work with. But to join the agency at this point, it, it really does need to be somebody with either a great track record from a revenue perspective, you know, from a ratings perspective. Both would be ideal, but it's not always the case. Generally look for people who do multiple things. You know, sure, we rep some of the greatest names in radio who do radio, but I would say the majority of, of the people that are on our roster, especially the last few years, are people who have multiple talents and are enthusiastic about working on different platforms. So that's generally what I'm looking for. I wish that I could find many more people than I'm able to, but I always keep a list of people that have impressed me and very happy to, you know, recommend, even if I'm not technically representing somebody. I love good karma. I believe in it and very happy to recommend people that I've met along the way at conventions or who have reached out. If I think that somebody is really talented, I keep this list. And uh, when somebody calls me and, for example, if a position does not fit one of my clients or all my clients are under contract, I am always happy to give some names to the program director or market manager or whoever it is that, that may have called. So Heather, for those who may not quite be ready for like representation mm -hmm. just yet, what are some things that the DYI negotiator should be keeping in mind as they're talking to a prospective place to work? Many people are not ready for agents. You know, I, I meet a lot of people who have entered the business in the last few years who may be in a smaller market and they approach me or, or some of my peers and say, hey, I'm ready for an agent. Well, not necessarily. It depends where you are in your career. It depends if you are dominant in a market, if you're ready to make a move. But you really need some sort of track record, as, as I mentioned before. But let's say that this is your second year, you're in a smaller market or a medium market, maybe an agent isn't appropriate at this time. I still recommend that if there's an actual contract, you have an attorney review it. If mm -hmm. you don't have an agent, you should absolutely pay an attorney to review your agreement. Sadly, so many people don't invest in themselves this way, and then it becomes very difficult to move on to their next deal. Sometimes they have extremely long non-competes, very restrictive contracts. So be sure to protect yourself, invest in yourself that way, and hire an attorney. I always recommend that you keep a list. Keep, you know, your bragging list. And I know it's extremely hard to brag about yourself. It, it really is. I always say that the probably the most difficult deal I've ever done was my own original deal with Eric Weiss ah. because it was myself. It, it's personal. It's hard to brag about yourself. It's much easier to brag about somebody else and, and to talk about all their accomplishments. But I think it's extremely important 
even on your, your smartphone, in a notes section, start keeping a list of your contributions. It could be an advertiser that came to the station because of you. It could be a charity that is now involved with the station because of you. Anything that you have contributed from a revenue perspective, from a publicity perspective, from a social media side, let's call it a bragging list, and it should be. You've done great things, add them to the list. If you have a long list of loyal endorsements, add that to the list because you need to be able to go in and, and share the things that, that you've accomplished, whether it's ratings, whether it's sales. If you have changed the face of a station through any of these areas, you need to be able to go in and say, look, since I've been here, we've gone from this share to this share. I know that the revenue has increased by approximately this much. I started with two endorsements. I now have eight regular endorsements. Uh, three of those I brought in myself because I was out about town and encouraged people to call the station or I introduced them to a salesperson at the station and they're now part of our, our family. Those are things that are so valuable. And start creating that list so that when you do go into negotiations, you go armed with information that they honestly can't say isn't true. Now, if you're representing an on-air host, an on-air talent, what things can they do to make your job as an agent easier in pitching them? And are there any common stumbling blocks to marketing personal brands that some hosts just don't get? If it's somebody who's maybe out of work, let's say, I always encourage them to create dynamic one sheet. And when I say a one sheet, imagine just this beautiful PDF that has everything attractive about them in it. So obviously it should include a bio. It should include audio, but not just a demo. I mean, it depends on the format, but it may be a full hour. It may be a full show. It may be an interview with a great, great guest. Give them a variety of samples of audio. One click, click on audio here, and then you have your selection video, YouTube, a link right there, or maybe video of you introducing a concert or an event or video from television. Plenty of talent do both television and, and radio. Put a link there so that they can see it. Have a link for photos. And certainly, you know, all the call letters that you've participated in, headshot, make it a really attractive package. Your social numbers, if you, and, and this is certainly important, that the better that you are at social in this day and age, the easier it is to sell you for a job. Well, today we're happy to have Heather Cohn, the Executive Vice President of the Weiss Agency with us. Somebody you'd like to hear from, we'd love to hear from you. Just email us, show at brandwithondemand.com. They can join top industry leaders like the High Priestess of Powerful Radio, Valerie Geller, AC Morning Host Nick Steele from the Nick and Kristen Show at KOIT, Coit, San Francisco. One City's morning talker, Drew Lee from KTLK, and so many more, all when you select previous episodes at brandwithondemand.com. We also invite you to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And now simply tell your smart speaker to play Brand With On Demand podcast. Coming up, Heather Cohn reveals some things they may not tell you at your job interview. Brandwith On Demand. Rebooting Radio. What is it that makes Music Master the favorite choice of radio programmers all around the world? Ask CKRM's Colin Lovequist. Music Master has just eased the workload and the stress, giving me more time to spend with the community. The real question is why will you choose Music Master? Find out at MusicMaster.com. What they didn't tell you at the job interview. Brandwith On Demand. 
We're with Heather Cohn, the Executive Vice President of the Weiss Agency. Heather, based on your experience as a negotiator, what's the one thing that employers kind of forget to mention in that employment negotiation? Well, uh, there's quite a few things. Something that has come up for me and, you know, I've, I've learned from it, I, I think it's really important to ask who's driving the bus especially when there's a team situation. Mm -hmm. So you're hired uh, in a co-host situation or, you know, a large morning show, let's say, or, you know, a team talk show. Who is the bus driver? That needs to be established initially. Otherwise, I've seen a lot of hard feelings, uncomfortable situations, resentment between co-hosts, resentment between, you know, other talent, resentment of the program director. Early on, I learned that I needed to be, you know, very clear, and especially if, if a personality is doing this themselves, if you want your name on the show, you need to ask, is my name going to be on the show? Now, that's not always the case, but it's very important to determine some of these things during negotiations and don't just have expectations that, of course, it's going to be that way. So, and, and then another thing, who's calling the shots? Not just who's the bus driver in the actual, you know, studio during the show. When I say who's calling the shots, it's in the studio, but it's also in terms of booking guests. Those are very important questions to ask. Another thing that sometimes I think employers don't mention is really the extent of their expectations of social media, of all things web-related. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting if, if you expect three blogs a week or five blogs a week from talent, please raise it in the interview. Now, that may be something that comes you know, further down the line, and that's fine. But if you know that those are expectations day one, please include them during that process. And the talent needs to ask those questions. What do you expect from me via social media? You know, if, if you're being told, hey, we expect 20 posts a day, you need to be aware of that. So those are the types of questions that, that I would certainly ask. What are the expectations? Who's calling the shots? Um, it's extremely important before taking another job. Absolutely. And Heather, I think you'd agree with me that uh, there is no standard contract when someone says, oh, it's our standard contract that everybody <laughs> signs, right? Well, look, there, there's certainly boilerplate, uh, but... You know, I, I've I've never met a boilerplate that I've uh, fully loved. So. There you go. There you go. <laughs> May I add one thing, though? Sure. In terms of social media, just be careful. I, I know that everybody says this, but it's so true. It's out there forever. Just be really careful with what you're posting. And yeah, here. You know, That's right. I've witnessed people not being hired because of something that they drunk tweeted, you know, Yep. years ago or a year and a half Absolutely. ago. Very true. Uh, or even, you know, maybe a picture that was not necessarily completely appropriate that, that's out there. Or Heather, they're in someone else's video and they got tagged in the video. That's a, that's a very that's good not point. Even, that's not even their video. Yes. But, yes they were tag- but they were tagged in it. Yes. I, I know that anybody I'm talking to is, is definitely looking at, you know, all the social media of, of my clients and those that I'm pitching. So just be really cautious and think twice. That's great advice. Our thanks to Heather Cohn of the Weiss Agency. So good to have her on board this podcast. All of her contact info, all available at brandwithondemand.com. 
Thanks to producer extraordinaire Cindy Huber. And coming up next week, you can probably tell Heather's got lots more tricks up her sleeve, which you probably would like to know. Well, you can. She's back next time for a rare part two. That's a wrap, Kipper. Thank you. That's what we like to say. Thank you in uh, One Minute Martinizing. You'll find it in the show notes at brandwithondemand.com. Thank you. I'm Dave Martin. Thank you, Dave. And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brand with be wide. Any reuse or redistribution of Brand With On Demand without the express written consent of the producers is greatly appreciated. While you're at it, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and rate us in the iTunes store or wherever you get your podcast. Your feedback helps others discover Brandwith On Demand. Not your average quarter hour. Dave Martin and Kipper McGee. Brandwith On Demand.